day, brothers and sisters. Welcome to our Feast at Home, Rizal District. How was your week? Do you feel that you were blessed this week? Despite of the pandemic that we are experiencing right now and despite of the typhoon that hit us last week. And if you believe that you were blessed, kindly type in the comment box, I am blessed, I am blessed, I am blessed. Amen. Are there any first-timers here? If you are, kindly type in the comment box, I am a first-timer. And I am personally welcoming you here in the Feast at Home, and I pray that God will bless you and nourish you. I also like to personally thank everyone who supported the Feast at Home through your generous giving, no? despite of the difficult situation that we are experiencing right now. Well, God knows things are tough, and tithing isn't always easy. But He also knows that it works and that it blesses you and leaves you better in the end. No? As the Proverbs chapter 11, verse 24 to 25 says, The world of the generous gets larger and larger. The world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. And the one who blesses others is abundantly blessed, and those who help others are helped. Have you noticed this to happen in your life? If you have ever watched the Christmas Carol, you movie na Christmas Carol, you'll see what happened when Scrooge turns from a miserable, self-centered banker sitting alone to count his money to the exact opposite. No? The grateful and generous giver starts seeing the needs of the people around him. He went from living a small, stingy life to living a wide-open, generous one overnight. Well, obviously, this is a story of two extremes. But we see here in Proverbs that generosity is the key to a wide-open, spacious life. It gets you thinking outside of yourself and brings a real freedom and a joy. So whether it be your finances, your time, or your energy, say yes to be generous and endless possibilities will open up and your world will indeed get bigger. So kindly send your, your tithes, your donations, and love offerings to our BBO account that you see below. At this point, let us lift up our Novena booklet. And since this prayer is a declaration of abundance, let us also include in our prayers that God will not just bless us, but also give us the ability to be generous and bless others in the process. Okay? So let us pray. Today I receive all of God's love for me. Today I open myself to the unbounded, limitless, overflowing abundance of God's universe. Today I open myself to God's blessings, healings, and miracles. Today I open myself to God's word so that I become more like Jesus every day. I proclaim that I am God's beloved, I am God's servant, I am God's powerful champion, and because I am blessed, I am blessing the world. In Jesus' name, Amen, Amen, Amen. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Welcome to our brand new series entitled Ascend. We will be resuming with our 
series on the Gospel of Matthew in January. So for the month of December, this will be our series. And this entire series is all about mountains. So there will be four talks and each talk will explore one of these four mountains, Eden, Ararat, Moriah, and Sinai. Now, you might be asking, why? Why talk about mountains? Because in these mountains, powerful God encounters happen. No? Dito po nangyayari yung mga, mga encounter with God, yung mga napapag-usapan natin sa Biblia. And through this series, my prayer, brothers and sisters, is that you encounter God in a very life-changing, miraculous way as well. So declare, let's declare this, brothers and sisters, together that through this series, God will visit me or God will visit you. Amen? You know, throughout the Bible, God met people at mountaintops from Abraham, from Moses, from Isaiah, and to Jesus. So how come? No? Bakit doon? Why the mountaintops? You know, according to the ancient worldview, which was the worldview of our biblical authors, a mountain was the meeting point between heaven and earth. So, binsang tataka, bakit ganon, no? Why, why the mountain as a meeting point? Well, this has got to do with the Bible writer's cosmology which is very different from the modern cosmology that we know. No? Well, cosmology, not cosmetology, I the cosmetology. Cosmology means how you understand the universe. And the dictionary defines it as a branch of astronomy that deals with the origin, the structure, and the space-time relationship of the universe. Now, I'll, allow me to show you this modern cosmology today. No? And this was taken through a, a famous photo using the Hubble telescope. Kung makita po natin dito, ito po yung the whole universe. No? A big universe. Saan ang planeta natin dito? Ah, hindi natin makikita. Parang dumi lang siya. Parang lang siyang atom na hindi natin makikita rito. No? It is just a, a small, tiny speck that is revolving around our own star, which we call the sun. No? And yun yung solar system natin, no? But that is only one of the 100 billion solar systems in our galaxy alone, no? Yung, yung galaxy natin kasi, yung Milky Way galaxy, at napakarami pang mga galaxy. So isa lang tayo, tayo doon. And if you don't know kung ano itong Hubble, no? the Hubble telescope is the largest space telescope that we have been, that we are used to get pictures of this deep space. No? Ito po yun, sa picture na to. Now, I'd like to show you another picture now about our galaxy, yung Milky Way galaxy. At kung tingnan natin yung picture nga, no, nakita ko nga to, I was mesmerized. Ang ganda ng kulay. No? Parang hindi mo maintindihan. No? Very colorful. And this is what we call our modern cosmology. But the ancient authors of the Bible, written 2,000 to 3,000 years ago, had a very different cosmology. And I'd like to explain it no, by showing you 
that snow globe. No? Ano po itong snow globe? Ito po yung bilog na may tubig sa loob, no? nakalagay doon yung mga maliliit na mga bahay, may Christmas tree, at pag shinake mo siya, parang snowfall, no? may snowflakes na nag-ano. Nag, no? Yung gawin natin dito sa snow globe, ilulub-lub natin ito sa isang bucket of water. And I'll try to explain this kung paano nangyari sa Genesis. No? In Genesis, God created the universe out of chaos and this is symbolized by the dark, raging waters. No? So when God was finished creating, there were three tiers. No? May tatlong level na naporma doon. Yung water below the dome, the water above the dome, and the flat land in the middle. This was their cosmology. And you find this cosmology again and again in Genesis as well in other books of the Bible. So by understanding their cosmology, you will understand not only their language, but also their spiritual message. No? So I'd like to pause here for a while and answer some common questions. No? Well, people usually ask, did God really create the world in seven days? Is there really a dome above us? Is the earth flat? Are Adam and Eve real people? Brothers and sisters, the more that I study Genesis, the more I realize how profound and beautiful this book is. I cannot find the words to really describe how phenomenal that book is. And the reason why we don't appreciate it is because we are reading it using our modern eyeglasses. No? So when the author of Genesis wrote Genesis, hindi niya ito sinulat as a science book. Rather, he wrote it as a theology book. And he was sharing his own, his own experience with God, writing this amazing book during the Babylonian exile. No? Ano po itong Babylonian exile? This is considered as one of the horrible times in the history of Israel. Bakit po? Dahil ang nangyari dito, ang Babylonian army, they invaded Jerusalem, they leveled the city, sinira lahat, at lahat ng mga tao, no, yung mga mayayaman, mga pare, mga, mga intelihente, they made them slaves and brought them back to Babylon. Siguro yung naiwan lang doon sa, sa Jerusalem, yung mga tatanda, at saka yung may mga sakit. sakit no? So, Imagine that, no? At that darkest moment of Jerusalem, Genesis was written. So if you are reading Genesis, looking for science, you are doing it a great disservice. You are disrespecting the original intent of the author. For me, Genesis can be... Uh, for example, no? Para siyang isang brand new flaming red 25 million Lamborghini at ginagamit mo lang siya bilang isang Grab Express. <laughs> so, wag mo gawin niyo mga kapatid. No? Nakakaano naman, napakamahal, napakagandang sasakyan, ginawa mo lang Grab Express. No? Well, I have said this before in previous talks, when you read the Bible, you are, riding, you are riding both an airplane and a time machine. Kunyari, pumunta ka sa France and you go to a restaurant no? and you order 
Manong, isang tapsilog nga. Of course, hindi mo gagawin yun, no? You are in France. Instead, you will say, Cocovin, please, no? Cocovin, please. Ano yung cocovin? Well, it's just a, China, a chicken dish. A braised chicken dish, no? Mas lalo na kung sinabi mo, Manong, isang ang ano, isang ang sinigang, no? Well, in the same way, the Bible is a totally different culture. So, you have to respect its strangeness. And I see, we also say that the Bible is like traveling back through thousands of years. And their cosmology will be very different. So, you need to understand their worldview so you can better understand their message. Mahirap, brothers and sisters. Kahit naman ako, talagang gagapang ako sa, sa gano, no? But when you understand more what the biblical author is saying, God's message will change your life forever. Okay, so let's talk about the first mountain. When the Lord God planted a garden in Eden in the east, and there he placed the man he had made. The Lord God made all sorts of trees grow up from the ground, trees that were beautiful and that produced delicious fruit. And in the middle of the garden, he placed the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and bad or evil. A river flowed from the land of Eden, watering the garden and then dividing into four branches. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Brothers and sisters, tell yourself right now, God will speak to me today. No? Type nyo po sa comment section, God will speak to me today. Today, I'd like to preach on the message, You have access. Sabihin po natin yan sa ating sarili, I have access. Ulitin ko yan, I have access. Let me announce this, probably hindi pa nyo alam, that the Garden of Eden was a mountain. Diba? Ako, akala ko dati yan, isang flatland lang yan, no? na, na hardin. Hindi pala, no? nasa bundok pala itong Garden of Eden. And one clue to, to, that tells us about this is that it says, A river flowed from the land of Eden, watering the garden and then dividing into four branches. No? Ibig sabihin, kung hindi elevated ito, hindi magpo-flow yung river. So sinasabi lang dito, nasa taas to, kaya by gravity, nagpo-flow yung tubig. No? So, but here's the main reason why we believe it's in the mountain. No? Anyone familiar with the Middle East will know that the gardens were connected with mountains because the climate in the mountains was cooler and water was more abundant in the mountaintops. So here's the spiritual meaning of those rivers flowing out to the nations or branching out. No? Ibig sabihin dito, that was God's Eden expansion project. No? Again, it was God's Eden expansion project. He wanted the entire world to be also a garden. No, kaya yung supposed to be yung uh, yung symbolism nito, yung yung tubig that was going into the in four directions, probably north, south, east, west, was to spread the yung water na yon and to be able to 
to grow the gardens further, no? Pa-expand ng pa-expand. Pero ang tanong ngayon sa atin, where do we fit into God's great expansion plan? But before I answer that, let me answer this question, no? Kasi maraming nagtatanong, are Adam and Eve real historical figures? And here's my answer. I will respect the original intent of the biblical author. Now, what does the name Adam and Eve mean? In, in Hebrew, Adam means humanity. And Eve means life. So, dito pa lang natin makikita na yung intent ng author was very clear from the start. He was making it very obvious and he is telling us, Adam and Eve are us. No? Adam and Eve are us. And when God said to Adam and Eve, Be fruitful and increase in number, fill the earth and subdue it. Well, in short, he was telling us for us to lead the Eden expansion project. And this was humanity's purpose. And this is our purpose. So tell yourself, brothers and sisters, this is my purpose. This is my purpose. So you and I are part of this colossal project. You know, God did not appoint Adam and Eve to be simply members no, of the Eden subdivision. God appointed them to be his co-rulers in this cosmic mountain. And they were what he called his kings and queens. And this is precisely what it means to be created in His image. God gave us the capacity to represent Him in this world. I say that again. No? God gave us the capacity to represent Him in this world. And to do that, God had to provide Adam and Eve and us the tree of life. And as we read, nakita nga natin, no? there were two trees in the garden. The tree of life and the tree of knowing good and bad. For Adam and Eve, they were given free access to the tree of life. 24-7 every day, every hour, every second, pwede nilang gamitin yung tree of life. No? Well, yun ang gusto ng ating Panginoon na mangyari. No? Because in the tree of life, Everything they needed was in the tree. All the joy, all the peace, all the wisdom, all the strength, all the blessings and doon sa tree of life. Kumbaga, kompleto, wala ka nang hihingin pang iba. But ang tanong, did they eat from it? Did they even attempt to pick a fruit from the tree of life? Even once. You know, Genesis is silent on that question. And I think that was intentional. The author never said even once that Adam and Eve ate from the tree of life. And probably they would have expressed, Grabe, ang sarap! Ano nga pala pangalan ko? No? Ganon kasarap. Instead, Genesis talk about how Adam and Eve ate from the other tree. Isipin mo ba yan, no? 
Binigay na sa kanila ng ating Panginoon itong puno na kompleto na wala ka ng pangangailangan at naghanap sila ng iba na mas inferior doon sa punong yon. Hindi ba stupidity yan? <laughs> Kailang tanong nga? So what's the big deal with the other three? Bakit ang yun ang pinili nila? No? Well, we have mentioned this in several feasts already, but just to refresh your memory, no? the tree of knowing good and bad represents man redefining good and evil for ourselves apart from God. No? Kasi bago nangyari yung, yung temptation na yon at sa pagkain, God has been the one defining what is good and bad. But at that point in time when they ate the apple, Man took matters into his own hands. No? Siya na nakialam at gusto niyang siya nakakaalam what is good and bad. Diba sinabi kasi ng, nung, nung, nung ahas na, ah, magkapatay na kayo ng Panginoon. No? You will be the same as God, you're powerful as God when you eat this. Di ba minsan ginagawa natin yan? We do this all the time. We forget our God and do it on our own. You know, the two trees are really questions of trust. No? Today, God is asking you, who are you going to trust? Who are you going to trust? So, let me ask this, brothers and sisters. Bakit hindi kinain ni Adam and Eve yung bunga ng tree of life? Bakit nga ba? Well, my guess is that it was about fear. Natakot sila. So, why was that tree of life scary? Perhaps after all, if the tree of life represented God's own divine presence, well, it, it might have been awe-striking, even terrifying. No, but what, what about the tree of knowing good and bad? No. Well, according to Genesis, the tree of knowing good and bad looked attractive. No. When we read the Bible verse, when the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye and also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some and ate it. No? This was the easy path. Andali. No? Kasi dahil nga, tinem sila, andali nilang ginawa. Because this was the path that puts them in control. This was the path that put them on a throne because that was the promise of the devil to them you will be equal with God but sadly this path ends up with death and note that because of what Adam and Eve did this beautiful mountain garden was ruined kaya ito yung warning sa ato ng Genesis no? at first glance the tree of knowing good and bad looked beautiful but it kills. Well, the tree of life, however, may have looked terrifying, but it heals. So, mga brothers and sisters, let us not just take the easy path. It may look good, but there is something bad behind it. You know, because of our sin, the Eden Expansion Project was halted. So, nangyari nga, nung ginawa ni Adam and Eve yun, they were deported from the garden. They were, they were sent away. Pinalaya sila. And they could no longer eat from the tree of life. No, kaya sayang 
Yun na nga, kompleto na nga yun, sinayang pa nila. You know, but in the middle of this very dark situation, God gave them hope. And while talking to the snake, God said, And I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. Let me explain this very mysterious verse. God said that the seed of the woman was going to undo the effects of their sin. And this seed will crush the root of all evil. But in the process, he will also be struck by it. Again and again, you'll find this beautiful hope all throughout the Old Testament about the coming of someone special who will do what Israel failed to do, represent God to the world. When we redefine good and bad for ourselves, we experience death. We lose our access to God's garden. But all is not lost. Because in Isaiah, he said, On this mountain, the Lord Almighty will prepare a feast of rich food for all peoples, a banquet of aged wine, the best of meats, and the finest of wines. Wow! Grabe, no? Ang sarap-sarap naman ng handaan yun, no? And God was preparing a re-entry into the cosmic mountain. And Isaiah further added, on this mountain, he will destroy the shroud that enfolds all people, the sheet that covers all nations. He will swallow up death forever. The sovereign Lord will wipe away the tears from all faces. He will remove his people's disgrace from all the earth. The Lord has spoken. Do you know where Jesus was crucified? Diba? Alam natin yan, di ba? Doon sa Calvary. On a mountain. And Calvary symbolizes the new Eden. And do you know how Jesus died? Obviously, alam natin yan. No? He was crucified on a piece of wood. And what does this symbolize? Jesus is the new tree of life. Jesus was the mysterious seed that Genesis talked about. Because after he died, like a seed, he was buried under the soil. But on the third day, he burst forth out of the ground to be the tree of life for us all. Yes, brothers and sisters, Jesus is the key. Jesus is our access. And today, we are invited to come and ascend the mountain of the Lord. We are invited to enter into the garden, be nourished at the feast. Yes. Diba? Yes, brothers and sisters, let us declare that I have access. I have access. You have access. Amen? Amen. In closing, Join me, brothers and sisters, in this short prayer. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, amen. Father, I thank you for giving me access to ascend your mountain. Let me encounter you again. Transform me 
with your powerful love. And I welcome your daily visitation in my life. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thank you, brothers and sisters, for joining us here in the Feast at Home. And I pray that you were blessed and that you are nourished. And I pray also that you will have a fruitful and blessed week ahead of you. So I hope to see you next week as we continue with our series, Ascend. I know we will be blessed in this talks. Again, thank you very much and God bless.